Hey, thanks for joining us today to hear about what's going on at The Gap at Sawmill Meadow in South Fork, Colorado. If you or someone you love is between the ages of 18 to 23 years old and is considering a Gap experience for whatever reason, these episodes are created for you so that you have an idea of what this program is all about. Hey y'all, today we welcome Jay Dussel to the Be Who You Are podcast of The Gap at Sawmill Meadow. Jay and I met on LinkedIn And after about an hour and a half Zoom meeting, at the end of that meeting, Jay had committed to flying out to Durango, Colorado from Pennsylvania to lead a seminar that we had on the calendar called What Comes Next. And I cannot believe how awesome and incredible it was and how much information and expertise was shared with those that are attending the Gap at Sawmill Meadow. So take a listen, learn about Jay, and hear about his impressions of his time at the Gap at Sawmill Meadow. Welcome to the Be Who You Are podcast, Jay. I am so happy that you're here. Jay Dussold, um, I could say confidently now, is a friend of mine, although we met on LinkedIn. And so I think it's super cool how Jay became involved with the Gap, and he's here Uh, with us today to kind of talk about what he does in his um, working world life uh, and how that intersects with his passion for um, new adults who are trying to figure out like what career should they have for the rest of their lives. Um, And so I'll start by just saying that Jay came to the gap uh, about a month ago and um, spent a whole day uh, one-on-one in a seminar with us, I guess, group on one, uh, in a seminar with us at the gap and teaching us about, um, all sorts of things about how to choose a career. And after he left, I had a chance to talk with so many of the gappers and they, um, were really just blown away by how they felt empowered to hear about choosing a career in a way that they've never heard before. So, Jay, welcome to the podcast. And maybe you can kind of talk about what is it that you do on a day-to-day basis uh, at your business, Life After 12? Yes, I would love to. And it's so good to be here, Tammy. Good to uh, be on this uh, podcast with you. Thanks for uh, allowing me to come and just share this passion with your audience. And I had a fantastic visit with, with the Gappers at GSM and just love, love what you're doing. So thank you. Yeah, so I, what I do is I do one thing. I help teens and young 20-year-olds discover how they're wired for work and then identify a true job fit. And a true job fit is basically a specific position that aligns with their God-given design and will wind up resulting in three uh, three things. Number one is success. Number two is motivation. And number three is fulfillment. And so when we're able to help our young people identify something that aligns with their design, those are the outcomes, which are the outcomes that any of us would want in our life work situation, success, motivation, and fulfillment. So I get to use my life. I'm so blessed that I get to do this day in and day out is come alongside young people for that journey of discovery. Yeah. So I love that you said it's a journey of discovery. And I think that's one of the themes that we've had at the gap over the last nine months is number one, life is a journey. And you did not come out of high school knowing that you were going to run life after 12th. Um, So 
I, I won't say what your age is, but you're probably around the like late 40s, early 50s. You are um, correct. Age group. And how long have you been doing this business? The coaching started in 2015, early 2015. Uh, it came as a result of trying to help my firstborn son, Justin, when he was a junior in high school. And so, uh, you know, we were first time parents to this adventure of helping your kid figure it out and, uh, you know, was researching solutions and things that were out there and just didn't really find anything I felt like super confident in. And um, just the way the, the Lord had it, I, I remembered a really unique tool that I had bumped into myself in the early 90s. And I reached out to the guy who created it to say, hey, my kid needs your tool. And uh, so the Lord kind of opened up a great door and found favor there. And the rest is basically history, as they say. But uh, we came licensing the tool and then really uh, discovered, too, in that season that this was a huge issue out in the world. And because I had had access to a really cool tool that actually helps and makes a difference, I felt like God entrusted me with a resource that I needed to actually bring out into the world. And so I transitioned and pivoted out of my 25-year career to begin the work of a youth career guide. And that was kind of, you know, how that all started. Yeah, I think that's cool because I, I feel like a lot of um, people, not just new adults, feel like they have to know what their, quote, calling is or what they're going to do for the rest of their life when they're right out of high school or going into college or if they're not choosing college, like they feel like they have to know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the important takeaway is it's a journey. Mm -hmm. um, but having some kind of grounding in what you do know about yourself to help make an informed decision, I think is what's what we found, found valuable when you came out to the gap is sure. you're not just putting a blindfold on and somebody spinning you around in a circle really fast and then you're throwing a dart. It's more like you're standing in front of a, a big target with a blindfold off and then you're throwing a dart. So you're going to be much more likely to land on a path or options that lead you to your next right step, whatever that is, that will then lead you to another next right step that will then lead you to another next right step. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that with the people that you work with as well? Yes. And it's interesting. I've, I've seen a real shift, especially in the last eight months. So I think all, all of, uh, all but one of the clients that I've been able to start working with, they've all been older. They've all been in their mm -hmm. early twenties and they do have either, uh, th they didn't start anything right after high school. So they kind of just stayed stuck, but most of them started college. And so they have a year, a year and a half under their belt and they've already changed majors a few times. Now they're just wondering why they're there. And they're, they're realizing that they're just kind of spinning their wheels. And so um, I'm definitely seeing that uh, the fallout, if you will, of making a very uninformed decision and then just kind of going for it. And so, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of, a uh, lot of movement in that area with young people who are kind of at that crossroads. Yes. So one of the things you mentioned on site as we're, as we were learning about um, finding your place in the world of work that mm -hmm. doesn't always necessarily involve college is kind of this continuum of um, choosing it, choosing your way of work from a place of uh, wisdom and evaluation versus 
a guess and go model. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of explain the the two um, paradigms? Yeah, sure. So, so the guess and go model is just, it's just the description that I use to kind of capture the what the average young person does after high school, yeah. especially if they're feeling pressured to go to college. It's, it's the guess and go approach to college. And that is, you know, I need to choose something. I, I have to major in something. And so typically what happens is a young person will identify a job or a career field where they know there's something involved, an activity involved that they actually enjoy or a subject that they enjoy. And so usually the decision initially is based on that. And they don't really know much about the job that's waiting for them at the end, but they at least know it has a subject or an activity that that they like. And so they kind of pick that, they begin preparing. And normally what happens is somewhere in the preparation process, they discover things about either the major or the associated career options that becomes a problem for them. They realize either it requires a certain, you know, certain skills that they don't have, or it's going to involve uh, setting a work setting, elements of a work environment that they really don't like, that are a huge turnoff to them. And then, then they kind of pivot. They pick something else, but that decision, the pivot choice, is equally uninformed, and they start mm-hmm. preparing for that. But then they discover a problem with that, and, and there's this cycle of like you know, pick something, find a problem, pivot, then pick something else. And this is why over 80% of college students change majors three times, more than three times. This is exactly what's happening. So that's kind of the guess and go model. The, the, the way of wisdom is more of saying, hey, if there is a, a career field or a specific job or even a major that initially attracts me for whatever reason, Interest is a great starting point. It's a fantastic starting point. It just can't be like the end point. The interest has to lead to information. And so, you know, as you know, what I did with uh, the Gappers when I visited was to talk about that framework. What is that framework? What are those nine critical data points mm-hmm. that a young person should really discover about the, the, the job of interest or the career field that a major will lead to? What are those critical pieces of information they should know? And and so the idea of that is the way of wisdom, which is, um, you know, a lot of times in, in the uh, in the Old Testament, you know, in the wisdom literature, especially we find this triad of knowledge, understanding and wisdom. Knowledge is just the pure data, the facts. Understanding is what are the implications of those facts? How does the how do the you know, how does the information relate to each other? And then wisdom literally means skillfulness. It's a Hebrew word that means skillful. So it's like, oh, what a beautiful, you know, framework for for choosing things skillfully is get as much knowledge as you can, gain understanding of the implications and how all that relates, and then just choose, you know. And I, I think, you know, my my understanding of kind of what they typically call God's will, especially on like individual personal life issues, my my, my belief is that God gives us tons of freedom. You know, there's not like a single thing that he's already chosen. And then our job is to figure it out. It's like, no, we have lots of freedom. He just wants us to use wisdom, make informed decisions. And of course, this is where like the counsel of God's word comes in to help us make decisions. Are there any things that would be a better choice over others? Perhaps some options would be prohibited because of God's, you know, moral revealed will. 
Uh, this is where things like, you know, the Holy Spirit's work of really kind of illuminating information we do have, giving us a depth of understanding. This is where counsel comes in to have the counsel of others who can either bring more facts in or help us gain understanding that maybe our age or experience would limit us in understanding, but someone older with more experience could help connect some of those dots. Yes. But at the end of the day, then like we we have we have freedom to choose. And so I'm a big advocate of gaining all that information and gaining the understanding and then really making choices out of that, as opposed to like guess and go. I, I like the way of wisdom model because it just helps us make a much more informed decision. And some of the things that often get discovered when a young person does guess and go and they are in their sophomore year of college, the things they discover then, we move that discovery process way earlier. And they actually can detect those, what I call don't haves or dislikes. They can detect those really early, like before any time, money, or effort investment is put into something. So it's like, wow, how much of that can be saved if we just approach this way of wisdom with lots of information, lots of understanding, and then skillfully choose? It's a much better way to go forward. Yeah, there literally there's so much that we could so many tracks that we could go off of on <laughs> on those comments that you just made. Um I, I one of them is and and maybe we won't go down this path. I'll just make a statement like time. And so our society works at this ungodly screeching fast is a screeching is a halt. So just forward fast pace in what should come next. What do I do next? Let me just, let me just do this. That's what everyone else is doing rather than just pausing and oh, sitting yes. and discovering yep. and yep. learning about first yourself before you can even, even yep. take this way of wisdom approach about a job or a career um, number one is you've got to know who you you are as a person um, mm -hmm. outside of and informed by how you grew up, mm -hmm. not separate yes. from, but just but just informed by how you grew up. And I found your formula that you utilized at the Gap, and I'm sure you utilize with your clients um, the the find your fit formula. Number one is self information. And so you really have to know things about yourself in order to be wise when making decision about what comes next mm -hmm. and then find out information about potential jobs. So job info. So self-information plus job information and where do those overline and line up? Uh, one of the things we didn't get to at the gap was then your match assessment mm -hmm. um, that you do as part of your program. And that will then inform your fit. And it might mm -hmm. not just be one thing. It might be several things. It can be. So, yep, exactly. And then, and then there's a path to follow. And that's what I found so interesting when you were in South Fork with the new adults that were there and, and the, the takeaways, mm -hmm. like as they started to wrestle with and land on where they think they might be interested in terms of a career, because we've already spent, you know, four months trying to understand who we are, mm -hmm. um, wrestling with a career. And then there's follow-up steps. Like who can you talk to? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you know that um, might know somebody that has a career that's kind of in line with this, that you can ask questions of? Absolutely. Um, and it was almost like, I know they've heard that before, mm-hmm. right? But just again, being outside or outside of the environment that you grew up in and hear other adults saying the same thing that maybe your parents also said, but maybe they're saying it in a different way. And maybe it doesn't sound like nagging, like probably my kids think I do. Um, it hits different. Absolutely. And then all of a sudden um, we're able to like move forward, mm-hmm. uh, take a step forward. Um, and and so, you know, the, the value of having other people offering wisdom yeah. In your life, I think it's key. It's one of the key things that I've learned this past year at the Gap too is is the value of mentors and other people that have been paired up. Uh, people like you that come in, people like the host couple, um, and the mentors that each of them are working with. So I love that. Yeah, I think I think if I may just say one quick comment about the kind of rushing forward in our society with 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 the timeline, the post high school timeline. So many of the young people I connect with, they say, Jay, I feel so far behind. Mm-hmm. And I say, behind what? And as we unpack that, it's an arbitrary timeline that is a societal construct. There is no universal law that says this is the timeline. It is arbitrary. It's man-made. It's been constructed by a culture and a society. And by the way, a, a society who has lots, billions of dollars invested in getting high school kids to go to college right away, okay? So this isn't some puristic motive. This isn't some cause law that exists like you must go to college, period, or go to college right after high school. So I think, you know, for the listening audience, the parents to say, encourage your kids Even if you think as a parent, well, I know we haven't expressly communicated an expectation to our child that we want them to do A, B, and C. Even if you know you Mm -hmm. haven't overtly done that, Mm -hmm. I want to just challenge you because I work with parents all the time and say, oh, no, like we, we, we tell our kids they can have freedom and to do this and that, and there's no expectation. But yet when, when I talk to the student, they feel expectation even if mom and dad haven't clearly stated one. So it's worth having a conversation with your kids, if you're listening, even today, just to make sure they know that. And there's no assumptions being made on your part as a parent that, oh, they know they have the freedom not to go to college. Like say it, it's worth saying. And just to let them know where you need to be on a timeline that's a wisdom-based timeline for your life that you're making informed decisions and that we can see that whatever preparation you're interested in, that it serves destination. I always say that Mm. preparation serves destination, right? And I I ask parents now, I say, you know, who would purchase a plane ticket before knowing where the conference is? And everyone chuckles, right? Because we know that's ludicrous. And, And, but yet that's exactly what our, Uh, new adults are doing constantly when they're leaving high school. You know, they feel that pressure. So they're selecting, you know, uh, a a, a way of preparing. They're investing in that way of preparing without even knowing where that's leading or if that preparation path 
is required or the most advantageous. And so this pressure to keep moving forward at a pace is, is a societal construct. Please let your kids know it's okay not to go to college right away, to slow down, do that self-discovery, do that awareness that will help them make a much more informed decision in their timing. And it might take a little bit longer, but, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's so good. Uh, and it's a social construct unique to the United States because in Europe, they've been taking gap years for years. Right. Mm -hmm. And it might not be a gap year that looks like ours, but there's something in their society where they found wisdom and value in um, pausing right after high school to to I don't you know figure things out whatever that means but putting it in in quotations and so um and and I was one of those parents that you know it wasn't we didn't tell all our kids they had to go to college but I also didn't offer them options other than that mm, wow. and maybe maybe it's not just telling them like you don't have to go to college if you don't want to right now maybe it's like hey here here are three different options that you you could consider um, when deciding what to do right after high school, um, because you're right. And, and, and our story proves out it, it cost us a lot of money with mm -hmm. our older son mm -hmm. who wasn't ready for mm -hmm. college with yep. a lot of Q dropped classes, a lot of semesters mm -hmm. that were, that he withdrew from. Um, and, and so when it's not, it's not just the, um, it's, it's not just the tuition, it's uh -huh. the housing, it's the food, it's the, you know, mm -hmm. and of course we were an in-state public university, but, but still, um, we're talking on the order of $40,000 probably. Yep. And what, one of the hidden costs too, that, that is hard to quantify is the emotional angst. Yes. It, it, it uh, you know, we, we, I, I, there's a lot here, but yeah, <laughs> like when we stop to understand, I mean, you know, you can measure the time that gets wasted, right? You can measure the finances that are additional unnecessarily, but it is so difficult to understand the the, the, the psychological effects, the emotional yes. impact when our kids are slugging through classes and they're saying, why am I even doing this? And then they're not performing the way they would if there was an eagerness and an ownership and an intrinsic motivation present. So now they're also saying, I'm not performing well. I'm failing. I, I I'm stuck in this, and now their self esteem takes a hit. What's wrong with me? Is the what's question. wrong with me? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And this is you know in in the coaching work I do is I mean I do this with every client, but it's so necessary with my college students. We have to go back and start addressing mindset issues because because the the self esteem is so damaged. Mm -hmm. You know, and I help them understand, like, this is not a matter of what's wrong with you. It's what's matter. It's a it's a matter of what's right with you that didn't fit that particular system or that timing. Mm, that's a great and way to say And when they that. hear that, they're like, oh, wow. And I help them understand, you know, when you know where you're headed, when we identify a true job fit and you know it fits and you're excited about it, the preparation makes sense. And tough parts in the preparation path are doable because you say, I know there's something great waiting at the end for me. I just have to get through this class. I'm pushing through because I know there's a good fit that requires this. So I'm going to do it. 
So the the eagerness, the motivation, the level of grit and, and, and perseverance is elevated massively versus someone saying, I don't even know why I'm in this class. Taking this class may not actually materialize into anything because I don't even know if I'm going to stay in this major. So all of this wondering, all of this uncertainty wreaks absolute havoc on our kids in ways that we can't begin to measure or see yes. visibly. Yeah. But it's there. It's yep. absolutely there. Yeah, 100%. Um, I feel like we could talk for hours on this. We probably actually. could. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun to talk to you about this. Um it's it's nice to find mutual passion for the rising generation and just see like somebody who sees what and and can put language around what you're seeing um and it's consistent uh and in you know different pods of new adults um it's it's not unique to just one person um let me let me switch gears just a little bit and talk about your time at the gap and I, I loved having you there. And again, I mean, I'll just tell the listeners, I didn't know you. We did not even actually meet outside of one, one, maybe two Zoom meetings prior to your arrival in South Fork. It was just a crazy story about how you ended up there. And I'm so thankful. Um, but I wonder if you might just share with the listeners um, a couple of observations or thoughts that you had about the gap from your, from your time there. Well, first of all, uh, arriving in a massive snowstorm of 40, 40 inches of snow in the mountain pass that you had to tell me not to go through in the evening. That, that was a, a lot of fun. I was like, <laughs> welcome to Colorado in February. <laughs> so, um, it, it, from start to finish, Tammy, it, it was a fantastic experience. Um, I, I got to spend so much one-on-one time, you know, being, being in the, in the lodge with gappers as they were coming and going, you know, just doing their normal life together and what they do you know, conversations, just, you know, making a cup of tea in the kitchen and talking to this, you know, the gappers and just, we had lots of time before we even got into the Saturday seminar formally. And just, just, you know, hearing the transformation that the year provided for those young people was so encouraging. Mm. And, and then just observing, you know, I and this is why when I when I got into your program by way of the website and I met you on LinkedIn and I saw what you're doing I'm like oh my gosh this is unbelievable you know and that is the it's it's all the the general life stuff that most young people are not getting yeah. and I see it consistently more now than ever I have the clients that I'm working with and and these are not like below average these are like average or above average young people and they, they they struggle with basic things, executive function skills, basic, you know, uh, soft skills, as we call them. Just some of these things are such a struggle. And when I was at, you know, the GAP program and saw like, these are the things you guys really focus on with great intentionality. Mm-hmm. So I saw this holistic approach to helping new adults, whether it's the, the, the foundations of like spiritual formation and, and encouraging them spiritually and then uh, uh, just a great cluster of life skills and then the career focus for like, hey, what's practically next for you? Like that triad was just so powerful for me to see. And what I saw though inside of that was it's not just theory, it's not just content like, oh, we took a course on managing my money. It was, oh, 
And I get to actually manage my money because part of the program is having employment. I have to actually implement what I'm learning to budget. Uh, I have to use those skills not only for myself, but I have house responsibilities to help purchase the food, to help stay in line with the house budget. So I saw all of these ways to take action and implement what's being taught in the courses, in the seminars. And so I just saw this amazing focus of those three things and then the opportunity to learn and execute. Mm. All wrapped up with the watchful eyes of mentors and house parents and people who deeply care about young people. Yeah, I said, oh my gosh, like this is a phenomenal experience. It's holistic, it's well-rounded. It's well thought and it has the things that matter in the optimal ideal environment. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, it was a joy, honestly, to have you there. And I look forward to your ongoing involvement. Jay and I have plans to meet routinely. And um I it it was truly um a blessing to have you there because it's an example of um, a, a variety of people with different skills coming together to pour into the rising generation. And um, it, it was, it was incredible. Um, and I loved it. And I can't wait to see, you know, how we, how we move forward with this partnership, with this relationship. Um, and I, and I really appreciate your time and you just raising your hand and saying, I want to come out there. Absolutely. Um, I believe, I believe in what you're doing. I really feel God has his hand uh, on GSM and, and, you know, the, the years of head years ahead, I really uh, feel like new adults are going to be uh, aided and launched into the next season of life, equipped, grounded, skilled, and really ready to step into that next season with, with confidence. Yeah. Thank you. you. Thank you so You're much, welcome. Jay, for being here. Um, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. If you would like to talk to one of us at The Gap, you can reach us at info at leanintothegap.org. We are a 501c3 organization and exist through donations from people and organizations that have a passion for the rising generation.